All right, guys, we are back for another episode of Lou Boys. It has been a while since we have been in your ears, um, but we've had a lot of St. Louis soccer news this week. We've got a uh, new uh, head coach signing for St. Louis City SC, first Ooh. ever. Um, rumors of their first ever player signing. Um, I don't think we have any official confirmation yet. Still waiting on that. And uh, we have news about a bunch of slew players and the MLS Super Draft. So that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm pumped about this drafting. To be honest, I think the last time I was pumped for an MLS draft was when my buddy Tommy Barlow was in it. So this is unique. Yeah, this is crazy that uh, there were eight generation Adidas signings, which is like uh, if you're a college underclassman and you're wanting to come out, um, you know, you're you're signed with the league first. It's kind of a special group of people, you know, to come yes. out early. And and uh, of the eight players, we have three slew players. It's, it's insane. Absolutely insane, and the fact that those three players are 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 projected to go in the top twenty is amazing. I mean, I can't remember the last time Slu had a player in the top ten for the draft, and now they have two. Yeah, yeah, you know, you it's, it's, it's very exciting spot for St. Louis to be in. Not only because of Slu, but also our Jack Lynn is going there from Notre Dame. He's in the top fifteen. You've got you got boys from St. Louis all over this draft, and mm-hmm. we're about to start St. Louis City FC here in 2023. What better way to do that than to have some homegrown boys going into the draft that are going to be pickups in a year or two? Let's go. <laughs> and just, you better be taking notes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and just to be clear, since we haven't said the three guys, the three – Slew players signed the GA contracts were uh, goalkeeper Patrick Schulte, defender Kip Keller, and forward or winger Isaiah Parker. Um, Schulte and Keller were technically sophomores but played at Slew three seasons. And Isaiah Parker was a uh, just a true freshman this year. So True freshman. to be That just kind of like shocks me. Yeah. I can't imagine being a true freshman and then being ready to head to the draft. Right. I mean, especially, especially the year that SLU had this year, it just like, I give them props, man, to, to be ready and go and make that jump. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be a tough one, but I think he could do it. Yeah. Kind of definitely impressive, you know, seeing him attack guys one-on-one. I don't, he didn't finish with too many goals on the season. I want to say um, probably why he wasn't more recognized as like, I don't. He wasn't even like one of the top twenty ACC guys this year, according to Top Drawer. There were like six slew players, and he wasn't one. And uh, yeah, didn't get all the accolades you would think of uh, since he's signing. A true signing. freshman going to the, the yeah. draft. I think yeah. a lot of that plays into the fact that Slew was a very dominant, heavy team, and there were some other upperclassmen players that they relied on strongly and. Mm-hmm. Isaiah, I mean, he definitely impressed a lot of people off the ball, though. His his spatial awareness, his ability to take people on, mm-hmm. 
truly showed that he's ready for the next level, sometimes goals will come. And I think I think him taking this next step, hopefully he can get the correct training and exposure by being the guy or turning into a player that can can produce for his team. Because mm-hmm. as a true freshman, we, we hardly got to see that here. Right, definitely a lot of upside with Parker. Oh, I'm guess the team would you know really want to get him into their system early and help him develop um with the tools that he's shown kind of bittersweet that all these guys are are going early i didn't expect to lose so many guys from the uh the uh quarterfinal slew team uh was hoping they would have a good chance to retain some players yeah repeat that success next year and be one of the favorites to win it all but and now you got to reload like half the starting lineup. It looks like got also projected to go first round, late first. Um, you've got AJ Palazzolo leaving. I don't think he has any eligibility left. He might have played like six years in college. Um, he milked that bank, and I don't, <laughs> give, I don't give him any hate for that i appreciate that man and what he did and i love it yeah yeah he was he was a great player for slew at the kind of played the defensive mid position um then you according according to top drawer soccer john klein has said he's coming back to school so that's exciting probably the face of the team and got to play through him right now or next year but then, he wants to break. He wants to break that record. That's what he wants to do. All time, all time assist records. All time records. assist records. Yeah. He wants because isn't he? Doesn't he come from a history line of family that played at SLU? Pretty yeah. Sure his dad and grandpa did, and he's just gonna be like, "Watch this! I'm gonna put my name in history, boys." Yeah, yeah. Be exciting to see. Yeah, uh, what he can do with one more year at SLU. And then you've got Plus, question. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was gonna say you've got question marks like. Chase Nice at defense who's played. Uh, he came from Tulsa and he's, you know, he's got another year of eligibility. He's a redshirt junior, but he's, he's been in college five years. So you wonder if he wants to come back for a, a sixth year and Chandler Vaughn, I think has also has been in college four years. He came from Pitt, um, but has another year of eligibility. If I'm niece, I'm getting some random degree and I'm going to come back because even without half of our starting lineup, SLU had a lot of freshmen that made an impact on the team. We even have some freshmen and sophomores that didn't get much playing time due to the, the guys in this draft that are going out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think Kalish has a lot of things up his sleeve that he can pull out. and SLU's still going to be exciting. There's just definitely a lot more of a question mark of, can they repeat what they did this year? Cause it was so special. Mm-hmm. That is for sure. Wish, uh, wish a couple of them had waited another year to, uh, you know, latch on with uh city's MLS team, but uh, maybe there'll be some slew guys next year. Maybe John Klein joins, uh, joins city SC. That would make me so happy. All right, let's talk. Let's talk. The, let's talk about levels they're at and who's going where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so who's 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 projected to go first? Kip Keller, correct? 
Yeah, Kip uh, in a couple different mocks by Travis uh, Clark from Top Drawer. I think his, his first mock draft, he had Kip going first overall to Charlotte, but in his updated version, he's got him going second to uh... Cincinnati. Ugh. I would run if I was Kip. I'd be like, oh, coach, I think my hip's hurting. Uh, can we uh, can we go ahead and retract myself from this draft? <laughs> <laughs> Anything to not be in that basement. But then again, they have a new head coach, Pat Noon, Noonan, who's uh, here from St. Louis. So maybe, look at that, another St. Louis tie. Maybe, maybe they know each other. Maybe there's some connection there. Yeah. Maybe it won't be all bad. Mm-hmm. I can't see anything being good coming out of FC Cincinnati, but, you know, at least he'll be close for us to be able to go see some games if he makes the first team. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a cool stadium to go visit. Mm-hmm. Go see Kip. Uh, Brand new. Yeah. That's about the only uh, positive thing. Only upside. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right, who, who's going second for SLU? Yeah, fourth overall. We've got Isaiah Parker going to Houston Dynamo. Uh, Another team that's uh, kind of been in the basement for a while here. Uh, Isaiah Parker is going to be the face. He is what is going to bring them out of the basement. <laughs> we can only hope. Yeah. True, I, true. Go ahead. I was just going to say I have a hard time probably seeing him, you know, making him. I would think he needs more time to develop and maybe he's loaned out to, you know, like a USL side for a year. He's- Houston is king of doing that with their their top drafts. I feel like Houston always drafts these players, and then they have nothing to build around them, so they end up loaning them out, and they get stuck in the USL. Mm -hmm. Truthfully, it's exciting that we've got Isaiah Parker as a true freshman going top five. That's that's amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I think in Travis Clark's first mock, um, when he had Keller one, put in his note for uh, Parker, and I think he had Parker linked to Houston in the previous one as well. Um, he called him like maybe the highest upside pick of anybody in the draft, I, and he w- he wouldn't be shocked if you know Parker went first overall. So yeah, that'd be yeah. crazy. Yeah. Now Schulte, Patrick Schulte, goalkeeper. He's going. He's projected to go thirteenth. Yeah. Correct. Which is a little lower than it was in their first mock because they had him in top five, correct? Top drawer. I think, yeah, I think they had him going six to FC Dallas, I want to say. Man, that would be. Now, if you're any player in this draft, that's where you want to go. FC (laughs) Dallas, because if you're trying to get over to Europe, they are a mosh pit of Europe connections. Yeah, that's for sure. I, yeah, Miss Schulte, with him, I mean, I think he's the most ready of any of these guys to, well, maybe maybe better on to make an impact right away. Um, but I have a hard time seeing, you know, like an MLS side starter. Rookie goalkeeper. Yeah, a guy right out of college, start him right away. The nice thing for Schulte is he has some experience playing with the national team. He has some experience with his name being out there. I mean, I didn't. I personally didn't feel like he got enough love in college as the type of keeper he was. You know, you, you heard his name somewhat, but he was never truly, like, 
drooled over. He deserved a little bit more love than what he got. It's probably a factor of, you know, how good our team was and the defense in front of him didn't give him, yeah. you know, so much work. Um, yeah, I was surprised he wasn't on, like, uh, any of the All-American teams this year. But he was uh, he was first team All-ACC, so. Yeah. He is that in his back pocket. Just shows how deep the ACC was for you to be able to get first team ACC and no. Oh, so, sorry, Atlantic Ten, not ACC. My. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And then last up, besides Jacqueline at seventeen from St. Louis, which would be sweet. Oh, uh, yes. he's projected to go to Minnesota United, which is that'd be a pretty fun spot for him, I think. Mm-hmm. They like to play with that one forward up top, so he get tons of love. But, uh, we got Simon. Uh, yeah, Simon's Simon. next. Simon Betcher, twenty third overall to Colorado Rapids. Personally, I think that is the best spot for him to land. If I was him, I'd be like, man, I am gonna chill back here in the back of the first round, and I'm gonna go to a team that's on the up. Yeah, finished first overall in the Western Conference last year. Um, they didn't do as well as they wanted in the playoffs, probably. Yeah, you know, uh, they got. I'm pretty sure. Did they make it to the second round, uh, or were they eliminated? I, I think I'm they looking got right now. I want to say they got knocked out first round. I want to say. Yeah, so not as deep as they were probably hoping, especially with the talent they have. Well, I guess yeah. Second round, technically, they had the. I think they had a bye and the first round, and then lost their first game. Um, Let's see. But yeah, they no real like star players that bag a bunch of goals for them. So that'd be that'd be a nice fit for Simon. It's it's just like I feel like his his he's he's got he's got all the tools to make an impact right away which means it's going to put him in a good spot in training and playing with the team. And then he's already going to a team that doesn't really use a whole bunch of superstars. You know, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like who their, their go guy would be. And I can really only think, isn't that where Sands was before he moved? Um, no, Sands was with New York city. Uh, they, they do have a, Cole Bassett is probably Bassett. Okay. Yeah. Cole Bassett, and then you've got Acosta there. Yeah. So I mean, they've got tons of tons of strength in the midfield of just workhorses, and putting him up top, I think, with passes around him, he could be something special in the MLS. Yeah, this would be a great fit. I would love love this to happen. Yeah, and you know what? Only twelve hours away. <laughs> and then uh can't can't rule out maybe Palazzolo's like a second or third round pick. Um never know. A lot you of size. Know. Yeah. Especially with, you know, the team that he had around him this year and he played I'm pretty sure he won a national title at Indiana, correct? He played for one and they lost to Marshall, I wanna say. But, okay. Yeah, he played so, in the final. Tons of experience playing top top soccer. I mean, Indiana is no joke of a program either. And the mm-hmm. fact of being able to start 
at Indiana, play well, and then transfer to SLU and play just as well in a different system with a different coach could hopefully attract some some MLS teams on his versatility and ability to play in different systems. And I know he's played defense in, in college. I know he's played midfield in college. I even think we played him out on the wing a few times on games we were killing people. So Yeah, a lot of versatility for AJ. Big utility knife that people could latch on to in a little later round. And Honestly, I see him becoming a pretty big USL player, kind of like a Sam Fink. Mm-hmm. It's a good, yeah, good comparison. Yeah. Well, well. All right. Well, yeah, I think we're ex- we covered that draft. Yeah, we're excited, excited for Tuesday to see where uh, things actually shake out, and we're not just yeah. going off mock drafts. We're gonna actually put out two pods here in a few weeks. Yeah. You know, it- mock draft and then the draft. It's we're we're back <laughs> with a long vacation, which you should check out our YouTube channel, Football by the Numbers. Yeah, absolutely. We've been pumping out film out there. You know, that's much more MLS and international soccer. But now that City's starting to make some moves, we're back, baby. Yeah, uh, what, are your, what are your quick thoughts on uh, the head coaching hire in Bradley Carnell? Uh, I kind of love the fact that we have a coach that has a little bit of coaching experience that's dabbled all around, but does not have a solidified CV of he's coached here X amount of years. One, because he's his ability to mold is probably a little bit easier. And two, he's coming in with an open mind of we ha- he's never had his own team besides being an interim coach for New York Red Bulls. This is the first team he's going to manage that's his. He gets to help build it. It's going to allow both of them to kind of learn and grow at the same time, which I think helps when you have that ability. Whereas if you bring a coach that's coached 10 years with another team, kind of gets stuck in their ways or not as adaptive to the times. I'm excited to see him and what Lutz can put together with their history. Mm -hmm. How about you? What do you think? Yeah, I, I like the hire too. That they didn't get, you know, a more well-known name, a guy who's gonna, you know, maybe not gonna play to Lutz's style, um, that high-pressing uh, kind of Red Bull style all the time. Um, and Carnell kind of comes from the Red Bull system, which which is a good fit. And yeah, they know each other. I like, I like that it's his first head coaching job, but he's a lot of MLS experience. I mean, he survived like three different head coaches at New York. So, I mean, he's doing something right. And I guess that all, all three guys liked him and he was, he was able to stay for so long. Um, but yeah, this will be fun. Brand new team and, you know, head coach getting his first opportunity. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's new team, new opportunity, tons of potential. I'm excited to see what they can do about it. Obviously, the relationship is there, which St. Louis is preaching about the fact that from the youth system to the director to the head coach of the first team, that they're all going to be working together and intertwined. 
it's it's going to be really cool to see what they can put together. And, and I think Cornell is one of the, the best picks we could have for that position. Mm-hmm. And we won't, we won't comment on the player signing yet since it's not official, but uh, nope. it is exciting. There's, there's movement in the house. Yeah. Hopefully more, more news to come in the coming weeks uh, of signings to the MLS next pro team. So we'll have that to cover. I, I, I will put a little bit of my own opinion in here. I feel like there's going to be some moves made after the MLS drafts. That's all I'm saying. Okay. okay. Well, we'll keep an eye out. Uh, Andrew, I think that's going to do it for our first episode back from our, our long extended break. Any final closing thoughts? You know, 2022 is going to bring some great things for us here at the pod. So, Go ahead and keep your eyes out for some random episodes coming out as St. Louis FC gets closer to their inaugural season. I agree. Well, I agree. Yeah. Please, uh, you know, rate and subscribe. Hope to have a bunch more content for you guys here soon. That'll do it for this episode. All righty. Peace out, Will. Peace, Andrew.